0: thanks for listening to the vertical student ministries podcast we hope you are encouraged and challenged by what you hear
1: hey everybody welcome back to the vertical leadership podcast Uh, it is our pleasure and honor to have you listening and joining us once again uh this episode we're recording is a special one today we have uh someone who's been on our podcast before and is back again it's our very own lead pastor pastor sam Koga, how you doing pastor
0: Pastor Reggie, I am doing awesome and I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to today. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. I love these oh. podcasts you I know they're a real blessing to everyone.
1: Yeah, and so it's it's crazy to see how it's grown and how uh yeah. listeners from I mean we've got listeners in Australia, <laughs> listeners, you know, in, in different parts of the world we can cool. see it and so it's exciting to see it growing. Yeah. Uh, leaders from across the country really enjoy listening to this podcast and just the guests we've had on here and, yeah. and you're no exception to that. Thanks, I think Pastor your podcast Reggie. is one of the top uh, listened podcasts oh, wow. for, us, for us, even in the history of this podcast. So uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you. For those uh, maybe weren't familiar uh, and didn't get a chance to listen to the last, last podcast you're on, I encourage you go back listen to that episode. We'll make a link to that in the notes because uh, it was a phenomenal one and you want to listen to it. But today uh, we're going to be talking about a different uh, conversation uh, on the importance of communication as a leader. But before we jump into that, Pastor Sam, maybe first, maybe some of the listeners who maybe aren't familiar with kind of your journey mm-hmm. to become sure. a lead pastor, share a little bit about your journey.
0: <laughs> well, you know, before I pastored, this is my first and only pastorate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, uh, and but before I did that, Pastor Reggie, I served with the as an office of an evangelist yeah. uh, through most of our AG churches, some of the God churches, but uh, even outside of that as well. But for 21 years, I was in a different church every week of my life for 21 years and so I only took two weeks off a year so I was in 50 different churches with 50 different styles of leaders with wow. 50 different styles of churches with different uh, demographics so I learned a lot in 21 years the Holy Spirit allowed me to be a student to observe and see that. And then I came here to preach at Grand Rapids First as an evangelist for one night and stayed in an extended special outpouring of the spirit that lasted over five years here. So I built community here. Uh, Plus I got to live out relationships. I had to get new sermons. (laughs) (laughs) That was a real trick. And, uh, but I preached every Friday and Sunday night. So I got to know the culture and the DNA of the people, which is a really important thing stepping back into this place. And then there was a season of another pastor, Scott Hagan, who was here for four, a little over four years. And uh, then he went and planted a church and they asked me if I would consider being pastor here. And now being pastor here, I've been here uh, almost 15 years, gonna wow. f- uh, head into 15 years and was here before, five years in the evangelist. So I've been around here for about 20 years, but lead pastor, it's been uh, 14 years and been a unique experience and have incredible people that serve with us and uh, you, Pastor ragey all of the team, just an amazing team of people to lead. And it's been a real joy and God's given us a great favor and he's really helped us. He's really helped us a lot. That's
1: amazing. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome to see the journey of just even how uh, giftings can shift. and Right, and, uh, right. And, and that you said you went from the office of an evangelist to an office of a lead pastor. And, yeah. And those things, uh, while well, there's maybe some things that, that correlate mm-hmm. and translate, but there's definitely different skills and, and, and
0: talents that you Absolutely.
1: It's it's wonderful to see that God can shift that, and
0: that's a whole other topic. Yeah, it really is. It's it really <laughs> a is. whole other topic. It really is. But today,
1: today uh, our topic is just communication as a leader, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and as as being a lead pastor, you're also not just preaching on Sundays, but you're, you're the CEO of, of an organization, right? Party. And so, right, so that that looks like uh, communicating to to an organization and to a team, and we really want to just ask kind of some of those questions, um, focusing around that. And and the first question maybe just kick off with us is. Uh, why is why is communication an important tool for a leader to possess?
0: Well, you know, I mean, when you just look at scripture, and I don't mm. want to over spiritualize everything, yeah. but nothing happens without words.
1: Mm.
0: Nothing happens without words. I mean, when wow. God created the world, it's, the world even it says, uh, you know, He said, "Let there be light." Nothing happened till words were communicated. Wow. And uh, and even when Jesus came, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Mm-hmm. And so when you see everything that God wanted to do, communication and words were a part of it. Wow. So how we say it, what we say, the timing of when we say are all crucial points to accomplishing things that were never there before that happen, and it starts with words. So it is... Working on our communication ability and listening to ourselves is a powerful, powerful thing to get the vision done. So you have to know, you have to have some communication abilities and be aware of things, trying to communicate the vision because everything begins with words.
1: That's that's really good. I I, uh, I agree with that. I mean, you think about it, like you said, God said in the be- in the beginning was the word. It's word. <laughs> it started with the word, you know, and and uh, we've heard it said everything rises and falls on leadership and communication is a big part of big part. of motivating and and moving people from here to there. And right. So, um, that's a, great, that's a great quote, and I just want to maybe uh, segue into our next part is what role does simp- simplicity play in uh, communicating for a leader?
0: Well, you know, for me, uh, it to be able to make something so concise and simple is the best thing. Yeah, I think so many times we over talk, mm. we over talk, and so it just gets muddy, it gets confused. People don't know what they're supposed to do. So when it goes to trying to lead toward a mission or a vision, I think you have to make it in the simplest statement as possible. So like the overarching, let's just take, for instance, I'm sure most of our listeners probably get this as well, Mm -hmm. but like our overarching mission, everything, so everything goes through these lenses. What are we here for? Bringing people to Christ and equipping them to be like him. Everybody knows that term here. It's done. our children know that term. Wow. Our children know that term. And that's a whole other thing on how we bring it all the way down to children, mm-hmm. communicating that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, even our, uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but even our our va- core values yeah. was turned into a nursery book wow. because we didn't want to wait till you were adults sitting in there to give you what our core values are. Now our three year olds know how to do our core values. It's got to be simple that a three year old can get it. Yeah. And so we have a nursery, we have a we have a a, a nursery book, a, 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 a children's book. Yeah. We have a song that they sing. So we've got three-year-olds that can tell us our core values. Well, how does that happen? It's got to be done in the simplest terms possible. But as you go down, you know, our overarching mission statement is bringing people to Christ, equipping them to like Him. But beneath that, it gets more broken down. And the deeper you go, then the more details come out. Right. So how does that happen? And you know, the acronym for our core values is the word grow. Simple, so everybody remember: G, growing in Christ; R, relating to others; O, outreach to the world; W, worshiping God. Yeah. And then underneath that, the deeper you go, there are more words to express. Well, how? Do, what does growing in Christ look like? Yeah. So you say, uh, R, you know, uh, you know, relating to others. What is what does that mean? So we go deeper. As we go deeper, mm. then we express more words because it's deeper growth. The roots go deeper and deeper and deeper. So on the outset, it has to be very simplistic. But as you go deeper, you add more details.
1: Wow. So it's almost like the, the, the overarching is the hook that gets them pulled into it, if you will. Right. And it hooks them, and then they want to hear more and more. Because if you try to give them the details first, you may lose people right. it, when it comes to simplicity. So in other
0: words, the what has to be simple. Yeah. It's got to be able. They can articulate articulate it. They know it. What's the what? The how, as you get down into it, still has to get as simple as possible, but there are more details the deeper the roots go. That's really good. That's really so that's good. how you kind of have to look at it a little bit. So you want to make sure the overarching goal, the what, is so clear, simple, this is what we're doing. And then the hows, as we go deeper, it gets more sim- simplified, but more details.
1: Love it, love it, love it. That's, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's huge in understanding. Uh, the complexity and how we s- have to make everything we do uh, I think in bite-sized pieces if you will so people right. can really understand it and get it and get it um, mm-hmm. yep. as they need it um, yep. so uh, uh, just just moving forward as we will um, maybe uh, you've been communicating as you said you've been an evangelist for 21 years and yeah. so communicating it in the realm of churches and and but <laughs> also when it comes to leadership yeah. and, and developing people yeah. what are maybe some tips you found? To help you in maybe the process uh, to become more effective communicator.
0: Well, you know the dynamic changed for me, and this is, this is very unique in this dynamic. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go twenty one years. So I ran my own organization. <laughs> yeah. So I was the CEO. I made the decision. I had a board, mm-hmm. but but in that, Sam Rife Ministries. What Sam Rife felt he was supposed to do, the board was very said, yeah, okay, let's get it done. But as a pastor, you have You have different generations. You have people that have longer terms here than you. Mm -hmm. So you have to put your mind around. When you communicate, you can't communicate like you used to. Like sometimes it's real easy for a first-generation pastor as a first-generation church. He's the spiritual father. Everybody has such confidence and such trust in him. But then he goes to a multi generational church outside of that, and he tries to take that same paradigm of communication because he was spiritual father, he has the clout, then tries to go into a place where there's multigeneration where he's inheriting other people's style of leadership and DNA wow. whether it's functional or dysfunctional mm-hmm. and he tries to bring that same way of communication into that and he wonders why it fails yeah. it's because you have to ha- understand every single nuance of the audience in your leadership your volunteers your employees mm-hmm. uh it you've got you got to you got to get a grasp on that and observe it interpret it And then how do I articulate to them the vision? So not to make it too convoluted here, uh, one of the first things, so given that, given that, let's take we're going into it because some of our pastors here might be young pastors in churches Mm -hmm. or they're a youth pastor, one day, may pastor, or they may step into somebody else's ministry that was already built. So let's talk about that communication. I think the very first thing, the key to successful communication is listening. Mm -hmm. You got to listen. When I was an evangelist, I didn't have to really listen. You know, I really didn't. I ran it. It was mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be crass or crude, but, yeah. I mean, a board meeting, you know, uh, you know, basically consisted of me going to the bathroom with a magazine and coming out with a decision. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, was... And everybody would say, yeah, go ahead, do that. You know, but now you're dealing with different people, different ministries, branches of ministries. Yeah. Yeah. So what has to happen is before you communicate, you must listen and show that what you're they're saying is extremely important and it is extremely important. Uh, you've heard me say this here, past Pastor Reggie, that our success is not determined by our ability to speak. Our success is determined by our ability to listen. Yeah, that's right. That's the first thing. So you gain understanding. So let's just take this word, communication. The whole theme here is communication. It's just so interesting. This morning I was reading a post from our, the president of our Bible college here, North Point Bible College in Grand Rapids here, uh, Pastor J.P. Dorsey, which by the way is an exceptional Bible college, world-class education and leadership, so check it out. But he made a, he made a statement today that just really looked at, but that in the word communication is the word commune. And commune means to have relationship, it even means family, it means neighborhood. So that means there has to be a dialogue. So nothing is going to be, no one's going to listen to what you say if you don't have commune in communication. Wow. That means sitting down, taking time, talking. And, you know, it depends on what the level of the influence of the leader is, is how much time you give to that. Yeah. And we can talk about that in just a moment. But that's the very first thing on the outset is you got to listen. You got to hear. You got to listen. You got to. What, what is the unbeliever saying? What are the people that are rooted and grounded? What are your young people saying? What, you know, bring in a focus group to find out what, what is happening here. That is the first primary key because they'll give more weight to what you say if you gave weight to what they said. You may not do what they say but they know you genuinely listened and cared. That's good. Number one. Good. Um, the second thing is, um, this is a big deal, is your character that when you say things you're gonna do, that your words and deeds must match up. That's good. They will abandon ship if you do not clearly do what you said, or if you change what you need to do, you need to clearly articulate why I'm changing it. I'm bringing you in the loop. You can ask me questions, but yeah. we're gonna to have to change it. Because character matters. Big time. It matters so much. They will not follow you in uncharted territory if you didn't keep your word in charted territory, where that's everybody good. already knew where we're going, that's good. And they gotta trust you. They gotta trust you. And I call it likability. They gotta like you. You know, people won't follow the mission if they don't like the missionary. Wow, wow. That's big. <laughs> that's yeah. Big. You know, they, I mean, why would they follow you? you? Know if you're a jerk, if you act like you don't care. Uh, so before they can hear from you, you know, and believe in your vision, they gotta believe in you. They've gotta they got to like you, and part of the liking you is that you listen. You genuinely are trying to get understanding, the communing communication, and then they see the integrity. They see your character, your words and your deeds, what you said you would do, you would do. That's
1: good. It matches.
0: Yeah, it matches. And then there's another layer of communication. So it's not just about talking. Yeah. It's about listening. Uh, it's, it's It's about communing. It's about character. And the last one would be about competence. Mm. There has to be a place where you're exercising a level of competence that you proved yourself in the past. Uh, You may be inheriting a new place of leadership, but they see the track record of where you've been. Mm. And the reason that's important is because past behavior is the indicator of future behavior. So I look at people's past behavior. How do they treat their personal life? How, how do they treat their spouse? And sometimes the question of that doesn't come from them telling me. It's I watch the people around them. I watch what's done around them. And so people have to see that technical competence, that competence, so they can trust your communication. So communication is not about saying and getting you to move. Yeah. It's about all these other things that are around it. And listening is a big deal. It's a big deal.
1: Big deal. So we, we've talked about listening. We have talked about being a good listener before you communicate anything. Got to commune. because you may not even know uh, what what needs to be what needs to be said. You know, mm-hmm. and that that goes into a great part of listening. We've talked about listening, likability. Uh, people have got to like you before they follow you. I love that oh, quote yeah. of, "They won't follow the mission unless they love the mission."
0: Unless they love the missionary. And it's, can I drop something else in yeah, here, Pastor yeah, Reggie? Yeah. That is is really good. Cool. And the reason when, when it's when it's listening and then talking back. Uh, and so many times I tell people, just make observation. Don't try to interpret that they don't like you or anything. Just try to make observations and then get with good, solid people to interpret okay. what was re- being said so that you can make a decision of, to the path forward. But the thing is about is it is that you can never assume that everyone has the same point of view or reference or mm-hmm. terminology, that the term you use may mean a totally different thing, the definition of terms. So when you're talking to people and you're trying to move something, you're dealing with something, I, I, then I express uh, something we're trying to achieve or something we're trying to resolve. What I always want to do is, after I express it, I want to ask them, now, what do you think you heard me say?
1: Wow. Clarity.
0: Yes. Clarity. Come on, how many times have we walked out? Come on. Mm-hmm. How, how many, you know, now, Pastor Reggie, when you get married and have kids, you'll really get this. All the people <laughs> listening to me right now that have got children are going, Yeah, yeah. he's right. Yeah. I can say something to my kids. They get a totally different interpretation of it. And they're acting all wigged out over it. Yeah. And you're going, y- You didn't even get you're You're missing it. So it's really clear mm-hmm. that when you articulate something, to ask them now, you know, what what do you think? What did you what do you think I just said? What what do you think that you heard me say? Mm. Let them repeat it and then bring clarification to where there are gaps. Yeah. And good. then when you that's get good. done, you tell them again what we have just decided on and the resolution of how we're moving forward. So we're all on the same page. Because when it comes to communication, it's not just saying it, it's what did they actually hear? Wow. So you got to have them articulate that back to you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh,
1: beautiful, Crystal. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Understanding not just this is what I said, but this is what they heard. Yeah. Right? So it goes back to listening again.
0: And you can't over-communicate. Right. I'm just telling you, you can't over-communicate. So it's kind of like this kind of path. It's kind of like writing an article. You you, uh, you tell them what you're going to tell them. Mm-hmm. Then you tell them. And then you tell them what you told them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. You know this what I mean. This is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I'm telling, <laughs> telling you, you. Let and this me is let what me tell you. I told you. you. So, yeah.
0: so you, you just can't over communicate. No. Enough. No, no, you just no, no, no. cannot do that. No no
1: no. This is this has been amazing. Any any uh just final thoughts for for us as as we uh, kind of wrap up the, the episode.
0: The what, well yeah yes, and you know when it comes to vision casting too especially vision casting if yeah. I could just share this because mm-hmm. this is a constant challenge for me uh, so and I'm not perfect at this I can promise you Pastor Reggie this is. For all of us, no matter how old we are, how seasoned we are, this is something we got to always work on, you know. And my wife always reminds me when I'm not listening, as <laughs> 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 do probably all the other spouses that, uh, of our listeners here. But um, you have to repeat over and over what you want mm. because vision leaks. Yes, yeah. you said that, It leaks. Yeah. And, and given now the statistics of church attendance... Mm. That there were sobering realities of church attendance is that people who consider and think they're faithful attenders of the church now attend only once every four to six weeks wow so that means you've got to be saying it a lot mm-hmm. and you've got to find the formats to say it wow. so not everybody's going to be in the house so you got to talk about how do we do this social media how to work this through our apps you know is it emails it text? are the older generation they like mail i mean you've got to figure that out so that it's constantly getting to them. You can never s- say it enough. But let me just talk about communicating to groups for a yeah, moment. Yeah, I this that. is really this is really important because the percentages of people of how they listen and and there are varying percentages on what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So don't it doesn't have to be exact this, but it's pretty pretty close. Okay. But seven percent of the people are the innovators. They're already in. They're the people that are fleshing out the vision for youth ministry church whatever ministry is there's the group of people the focus group mm-hmm. the staff the team your interns yeah. so they're already bought into what they're you want to do 7% see. so you you've already got them you've already got them the other group are it's the they call it the early adopters it's the 15% of the people they're the ones that like you they're the ones that you commune with they're the ones that've seen your character. They've seen your competence, and because of that, just because of the respect and they've seen your past track record, they don't even they don't even argue with it. They say, "Let's go, let's do it, let's do it." So that 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 group is there. So you're seven percent, you're fifteen percent. They're straight in, they're straight up in. It's that other group that you have to deal with, and that is the progressive adopters. That doesn't mean they come on early. They progressively. They're not anti you, but they will ask questions. Uh, they want to. They want to. They want to talk more. They want to analyze it. They want to have a place to talk to. Well, here's the problem: if if you're leading that ministry, you don't have time to talk to the whole 30 percent of progressive adopters. Yeah. That is the reason why you got to take the time with the 15 percent, your innovators, and your 15 percent to clearly articulate to them every question that could be asked. Think of every negative thing to be asked. Address it. And, and teach them because the 30% of progressive adopters normally don't go to the leader. Wow. People never usually go to the leader when they want to talk about something. They rarely don't. What they do is they vacillate to the next tier below them. So what's going to happen is the 30% are really going to be influenced by the 15% of the early adopters because they will normally not come to you because they feel a freedom to say what they really want to say and ask the questions they really want to ask. That's why the 15% have to be thoroughly, thoroughly equipped and filled with the right information. Wow. The 38% under the 30%, they're they're the tag-alongs. They follow the progressive adopters. They say, well, if my Uncle Fred do it, and Uncle Fred, he always asks the question, well, if Uncle Fred's in it, I'm in it. Okay. Those people just, they tag-along. To the progressive, the progressive adopters, they just go with the flow. That's right. Okay. So your primary group you're trying to equip is that 15. percent Your innovators got it. Mm-hmm. You got to just give them the right information to deal with the 15, and the 15 are the one that's going to tell the 30, and the 30 will influence the 38, and then there's the 10 percent that are the non-adopters, and just you know uh, just let them fill the pew and and <laughs> add a number to your uh, attendance records so yeah. you can feel good about yourself. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> not, they're not, they're not budget. Yeah, you know there are people that uh, uh, you know make Things happen, there are people that watch things happen, and the non-adopters are people that wake up and say, what happened? That's right. just the way it is, <laughs> right. okay? And, uh, yeah. and, but, and preachers get themselves all worked up over those, non, oh, those non-adopters. Right. Oh, they, we, we get worked up over it. We all do. Mm. And we got to be careful that we are surround ourselves with the, with the right voices. So I hope that helps a little bit. But I, I, I really felt that that was important, that you yeah. really invest mm. in the early adopters and they begin to minister to the progressive adopters. That's
1: good. If you minister and, and, and get those innovators and get those 15 percenters That's right. in and get them clear on what the vision is, yeah. right? So that goes back to simplicity yes. of message, having that simplicity yeah. of message so that they can clearly and concisely communicate down through the organization. And,
0: and if I could interject one other thing yeah. here, Pastor Reggie, is that the, deal, the thing with early adopters is they are very loyal to leaders. Mm-hmm. And they almost don't want to dishearten the leader. But you've got to create an environment in your innovators and your early adopters where they ask the tough questions. Say, please, ask the tough questions. Do you all see something? And then let's own this. Let's, let's figure out so we can ask all the questions up front mm-hmm. so that when the progressive adopters ask, we've got the answers. Yeah. So don't be afraid to see something that is flawed or a process that might be better. Your idea may win. It may not win. But let's hear it and let's, let's, let's make sure we're covering all the bases. So, that you got to pull that out of them. Yeah. Because they're so loyal. Them. They want to see the vision happen, but you got to get that out of them.
1: Mm, mm, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. This has been great. This has been awesome, Pastor Sam. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Reggie. It's, and it's I
0: hope it's good. a help to, to others and, uh, you know, Definitely. it's a blessing to you. And uh, but anyway, bless you, man.
1: Bless you. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening to the Vertical Leadership Podcast. We truly believe if leaders are empowered, the entire organization will grow. And be empowered. So go ahead, follow us. If you're not already following us on social media, go ahead at Vertical Podcast. Follow us. Uh, and anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find this on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time.
0: Thanks again for taking time to grow as leaders. We are looking forward as we continue to build our culture in student ministries.